1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard with a double helping of Premiership football on the cards tonight. Both are underway already with Celtic and Aberdeen meeting in the East End of Glasgow. It's been a good week for Jim Goodwin and Brian Rice. They go head to head in Paisley and Rangers are preparing for Antwerp with Stephen Gerrard saying he's been let down by five players breaching Covid rules. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi. Yep, Celtic game just underway Celtic looking to make it five wins on the trot Against an Aberdeen team who are five games without a goal Victory for Neil Lennon's men will cut the gap at the top of the table Behind Rangers by just 15 points And Rangers, they uh, head to Belgium for the game against Royal Antwerp Without the Hayburn five But with Alfredo Morelos and Steven Gerrard Has stated that the Colombian owes him and his teammates a performance And the SFA have appointed a new compliance officer Andrew Phillips is his name And we wish him all the best He's going to need it Hugh Keevans cruelly overlooked for the role If you ask me But we'll maybe get into that a bit later on Andy uh, You're getting an easy gig In here in midweek Every time we come in There are games on to keep us occupied But uh, no shortage of talking points elsewhere No absolutely not And I think it's the first Time for a number of weeks It's not been Motherwell on the screen I know so. There's nothing I can do If I'm not playing <laughs> And by the way After the weekend I'm glad it's not Yeah well Aberdeen 90 minutes away From an unwanted club record Of six games without a goal And of course They're up against A, a Celtic team With four wins on the trot And, and seem somewhat near Back to their best And, and it's Hamilton time It's uh, it's, the, it's the start of the resurgence To the uh, survival That we, we We predict against every year But they somewhat prove us wrong So it's another big game Especially with St Mirren We we top six in their site as well Yep, what's happening tonight 01419511025 That is the number you need You can tweet us as well of course At Clyde SSB But we much prefer speaking to you on the phone So get in touch 01419511025 And let us know what you've got You know the drill If there are games ongoing Celtic fans, Aberdeen fans St Mirren, Hamilton If you find yourself shouting at the TV Shout at us instead That's absolutely what we're here for So you can stay in touch While the game is going on and Rangers fans, well, of course, you're building up on the pitch to the game in Antwerp. The likes of Roof and Morelos back. So what would the team look like in your mind? How important or how how keen are you for, for European progression, given that the, the gap at the top of the table is quite comfortable? And, of course, Steven Gerrard let down, he says, by the five players who have breached COVID rules. What do you make of that situation? How do you expect that to be dealt with? And uh, how did you he- how did you feel upon hearing that news today? 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, is the barefaced cheek Mark Weedy of the SPFL when they don't get in touch with us to ask what we think of six o'clock kickoffs? They are um, slightly um, frustrating because the games are already underway and we don't get much time to set the scene. But goalless early on, Celtic Aberdeen, um, Celtic trying to. To find an early opener In terms of the, the team lineups, Which we would usually do Before kick-off Scott Bain in goal um, Just pick out a couple of highlights Stephen Welsh back in To the centre of defence Ishmael Asoro comes in Which means Scott Brown drops out um, No Tom Rogic Albina Yeti Partnering the inform Odson Edward Up front Yeah that's the interesting one For me a Yeti and uh, Edward uh, Going a few changes I was at the St Johnston Celtic game on, on Sunday um, Celtic got the 1-2-1 two, one. They played decent They weren't great But it was decent That said The two finishes from, from Edward Are nudging towards world class I thought his first finish Was absolutely um, outstanding But St Johnston unlucky 
not to get a point out of the game but for Celtic that said it's four wins in a row they're going for five um, I'm not sure the exact stats Gordon but I'd be surprised if they've won five league games in a row um, this season so a big one for them tonight and and for Aberdeen too um, a lot of uh, the spotlight has been on Aberdeen but they're still in there they've still got a right good chance uh, of finishing third but it would be a surprise if Aberdeen took anything from Celtic Park tonight It's been two managers Andy who are getting a bit of flack off their own fans coming head to head tonight you know both almost defending the other one in their pre-match press conferences in, in the last couple of days I don't know if a game like Celtic Park because you're not expected to win I don't know if failure to win tonight really damages Derek McInnes any further or not um, but either way both managers clearly could be doing with a win Yep, and it's off the back of Dave Cormack obviously publicly uh, publicly backing his manager during the week so listen five games without a win five games without a goal doesn't make pretty reading for, for Derek McInnes and his side but especially uh, they'll need a t- they'll certainly need their fortunes to turn soon sorry with, with, uh, with third place mm-hmm. quickly slipping away from and of course the, the potential benefit of, of getting automatic entry into the playoff round of the Europa League but I've got to go with Mark I think Celtic looks somewhat back mm-hmm. to their best uh, especially with, with the man leading the line odds in Edward uh, I've got to echo that that he's two finishes at the weekend and, and I think that's seven games in, a, uh, in the trot scoring mm-hmm. goals and when he's back to his best Celtic a hard team to beat See, look at this guy Mark learning all the time last week's beat the pundit didn't know who Dave Cormack was but he's gone away he's done his research he now not only knows who Dave Cormack is but he knows what he's been saying about know, the and manager and his question ready for the, the YouTube session last night but uh, Cormack pulled the plug <laughs> exactly. I, I actually said to Gordon since I heard Dave Cormack's name last week I've heard it about six times this week he's been haunting so he's, you. he's haunting me all week he's following you around I need to start learning every, every, every chief executive for a sport oh, director fine. in the country yeah, for that's your job for you next week you don't need to learn it unless they're signing a cheque for you Andy <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he knows Mrs Budge's name I'll bet that's, that's the important thing uh, obviously the problem Andy for, for Aberdeen is scoring goals they lost Sam Cosgrove and on paper replacing him with Fraser Hornby and Florian Camberry and Callum Hendry look, I think to most people it looked like good business but are, are we now seeing that you can't expect people to necessarily come in and, and do it straight away and hit the ground running. Is that the difficulty? Yeah, I think it's going to take time for them to settle in. I, th- I think especially with Fraser Hombies, he's off the back of now uh, some, some time in France. But he's someone that I've actually watched quite a few times for the for Scotland under-21s and someone that's always impressed me. So I thought with the time that um, when Aberdeen announced he's, he's signing from now to the end of the season, I thought it was a, uh, it was a great buy and you know, I've played with Flo Canberry and uh, he's another one, to be honest, that, that really surprised me when he came on to the Rangers. He was, uh, you know, for a big man, he had great feet. He was always a willing runner and uh, even from his time at Hibs, he was always a threat every time he played against us because he scored, scored quite a few goals. So I think once once they get their strikers embedded and, and settled into the squad, they'll start firing, but it needs, needs to be pretty soon. Right, 0141-951-1025. Don't forget to get in touch with the guys on the phone. Still goalless in that game. Just quickly on the other one, we will keep you up to speed as the evening Progresses St Mirren up against Hamilton Ackies A good week for both Mark Guidi Brian Rice must be Loving life at the moment I know the league table Still has to, to look a bit better But mm-hmm. a, a great point Against Rangers Probably should have taken all three Hammered Motherwell In the Lanarkshire Derby And in the other dugout Jim Goodwin um, With his new contract Tony Fitzpatrick Telling everyone He's the highest paid St Mirren manager in history So I'm sure He's, he's enjoying himself <laughs> At the moment as well Yeah a good contract For, for Jim Goodwin And his staff And um Credit to him, I think he thoroughly uh, deserves it. You know, for a man that was um, rightly or wrongly, he was um, under pressure. There's no doubt there was, you know, one or two uh, mumblings in the St. Man uh, hierarchy around about October, 
November time But he's really picked it up Got on a good run And his recruitment's been key I think he's recruited very well He's, he's been backed by the board well One or two wee, wee, wee changes About how they go about that And um, I think it's working very well uh, For Jim But they're up against A very confident Hamilton Aki's team And the real incentive For Hamilton tonight Gordon If Hamilton win mm. They go into 10th place yep. They swap with Kilmarnock Kilmarnock drop down Into what we would call The playoff play So a huge incentive For Hamilton And for St Mirren I think for clubs Yeah they're looking at the top six But first and foremost You want to get to that Kind of 36 point mark That pretty much guarantees Your safety St Mirren are on 34 A win tonight Would absolutely make sure That they are playing mm-hmm. um, Premiership football next season So a cracking game at Prons uh, Prospect in uh, Paisley tonight Yeah it's been mostly Celtic As you would expect But a sign of perhaps What Aberdeen could do On the break And it's that man That Andy mentioned Florian Camberry Just didn't quite catch the shot From the edge of the box And it was an easy save For Scott Bain Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He did confirm earlier today That five of his players Breached coronavirus regulations What do you make of it? Pick up the phone Nathan Patterson Bongani Zungu Dapo Mabudi Brian Kinnear Calvin Bassey Said to have been caught at a gathering uh, had to be broken up by police at the weekend they've been removed from the squad while they self-isolate the club he said will deal with the players internally find them Rangers are speaking to the Scottish FA and the government about next steps Um, he says none of that's been a disruption ahead of Antwerp though and uh, the remaining players are are up for the challenge we've had no disruption on the inside this week in terms of our preparation on the training pitch we've had uh, decent numbers even though obviously they've changed um, with the three or four missing that are usually training with us on a daily basis but it hasn't had any interruption in terms of our preparation we've still had quality numbers um, but you know, since the weekend after another positive result in a clean sheet uh, the players had a day off and then um, we went straight into our answer preparation and I, I don't know whether the boys have got the, the bit between the teeth but they certainly look really in a zone and focused and ready to put in a performance tomorrow night now I can only gauge the mood and where I think they're at and um, I'm really you know content where we're going in um, into tomorrow's game and um, I can see a, a you know a, a twinkle in the, in the boys eyes they're really ready to go and um, if training's anything to go by um, I think we're, we're about to put in a performance Let's bring in Darren Who's a Rangers fan From Bailiston And see what he makes of this Darren how did you feel Hearing that as a Rangers fan Hi guys Hope you are all safe And well first of all Good thank you um, After the news today I thought In some fans perspective um, Obviously everyone's saying That it's all It's all just been Silly Completely silly um, It's daft behaviour um, In one way But In some ways You can look at it going They're just a bunch of young guys That I'm just going against the rules, which they should know they shouldn't be doing. But at the same time, you should always look at the fact that these are like your young players, these are your academy players. But it could have been a lot worse. It could have been your main first team players. And for them to do that, that could have caused a lot more problems. Yeah, I get that, I get that But to be fair, Darren Is that not looking at it through through a football lens? Now remember, this is not all about football Life has shown us that things are a bit more important about football We're not talking firstly about, you know The damage to Rangers team or anything like that We're talking about guys that, that, that you know Broke the rules when everyone knew them It doesn't really matter what, what level they're at, surely And in fact, I'm not I wonder if that defence really stacks up Nathan Patterson Bongani Zungu And Calvin Bassey They might not play every week But they're members of the first team squad They're not They're not academy players No, no That's absolutely true I, I do agree with you on that one um, Because at the same time 
obviously they do, as Stephen Zell said, they do um, play amongst some of the first team players. And for them to obviously go behind um, their backs and do something as silly as that, they know their cells, they break the rules, then there is consequences. And it's consequences that can affect uh, the full team, even the first team, if I had to. Um, but it's, com- it's out of order Completely what they've done Right let me stop you there Darren the- These midweek shows are, are difficult for this Because you're just getting into Some sort of debate And um, there's a wonder goal for Celtic To put them up uh, One up in- Against Aberdeen at Celtic Park And it's the man that Amongst all the negativity At Celtic this season He's the only one maybe Andy Or certainly the main one Who rise above all that David Turnbull 25 yards out Buries at bottom corner Yeah well I talked about Odds and Edwards Return to form But this guy stayed in form For a number of weeks now And and that's something that's been mentioned about him for a number of weeks. When when Celtic are struggling to create and they're, they're you know they're facing a, a compact and organised side, he's certainly not afraid to to have a pop shot and he stuck it extremely extremely well, as sweet as you like from about maybe twenty twenty five yards into the bottom corner. And it's uh, you know it's not a great start for Aberdeen. A lot of things will define Celtic season, Mark, but one of them will probably be why was David Turnbull not in the team sooner? I'm, I'm not sure Neil Lennon will ever hear the end of that. Because of the impact he's had since he came in, yeah, he, he's been um, terrific. You know, and, and at three million pounds, roughly the transfer fee, it's uh, it's money well spent all day long, and, and it's one um, positive in terms of Celtic's recruitment and what's been, you know, a poor, uh, certainly a poor uh, window um, for them back in uh, August September. So yeah, it's been been good. Just looking at his goal there, an absolute zinger, 24, 25 yards out. Joe Lewis, absolutely no chance. And when we're talking about it. I just want to say something out loud. I don't know what Celtic fans will, will think, Gordon, but is there a scenario? I think Celtic have got 10 league games to go. This is game number 29 tonight. Um, if Neil Lennon goes unbeaten, and say, for example, the, the, the two games against Rangers, let's say he gets a win and a draw, goes un, undefeated, is there a scenario where Neil Lennon does keep his job next season and instil the Celtic match? I don't think we can rule it out for for a number of reasons. I think it's a possibility that Neil Lennon can keep his job. Ooh, there's one for the future. Uh, back to Darren's point, and I am sorry, like it's just difficult midweek to juggle a number of things. Darren started off by saying, Andy, well, you know, at least they're not main players. Then, to be fair to him, he, he sort of said, no, you know what, it's, it's still out of order. What do you make of all this? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it's even it's even crazier the fact from I mean the, the reported five players have all been there. Uh, the last time Rangers uh, breached a COVID, uh, a COVID protocol, and since then they two players haven't been seen before. They're not at the club anymore, so it doesn't matter if their main players in the team are, are they're on the periphery of the squad. Steven Gerrard, um, he dealt with the last uh, breach very swiftly, very decisively, and like I said, they two players haven't kicked the ball for the club since. Now, although these players, yeah, right now they've been sort of, you know, bit part players and, and squad players throughout the season. We've mentioned a couple of times on this show. The league titles in touching dice, uh, distance for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I've no doubt that that when uh, when the time comes and, and Rangers clinch uh, the league title, especially with Europa League football starting again, that Steven Gerrard would have they had the likes of Zungu and, and Nathan Partson and Calvin Bassey in mind to come in and make appearances. And he mentioned that he's let down, and I I think they've got a long way to go to win back his trust. Mark Guidi, what do you make of it? I, you know, we've been in this movie many times before with different clubs and and, and different players for five players. Look, what what players need to get into the into their heads you know they're not invisible they're, they're not beyond the law they're not you know it's behind closed doors it's in somebody's apartment or it's in somebody's house it, it doesn't matter um, you know they're, they're, they're broken 
the rules, as you said, uh, Gordon, to to Darren, the caller there, it, it goes beyond um, football. This is um, this is about life. This is about following uh, government guidelines. And uh, Stephen Gerrard will be, to use that old word, he'll be absolutely scunnered because it's another thing that he has to deal with that he doesn't want to deal with. He came away with a brilliant statement at his presser um, ten days ago. So he said. Part of the, the strategy this season that he discussed with his staff at the end of, of last season as they tried to move forward and learn from the mistakes was we're not wanting to create noise. And that's, you know, talking about Morelos, and that's why I say mm-hmm. Morelos owes him a performance. This is noise, this is distractions, this is negativity that he doesn't need and he will be absolutely raging with his players. And for a young guy like, like Patterson, Andy will have worked with him, he'll know better than me, but there's real high hopes for Patterson when I mean, they think that he is potentially a proper Star and if you know James Tavernier goes any time the next year or two or three or whatever it may be, Patterson is more than ready to to step into that role. So yeah, he'll have to win back the, the manager's trust, and it's probably just as well for them that the transfer windows closed. I think otherwise they'd be right out the door. Uh, let's thank Darren and Bayliston bringing Sean in Gertham. Look, what did you make of it all, Sean? When you heard the the sort of confirmation from Stephen Gerrard today? Well, I'm disappointed with the five players. I'd be very excited to actually see them back wearing the Rangers jersey. I think they'll be at the door in the summer. Uh, the, the five of them and the other two players that I own load. Uh, seven players will definitely never play for Rangers again. They'll let Rangers down. They'll let the club down. Uh, people can't go to the pubs, can't they? Lost, snubbed. And these two, these seven players are just... Rangers are gone for 55. They're still in Europe. I think the Scottish Cup's cancelled, but apart from that, there's two chances of maybe winning two trophies, so they'll let the sell down. I'd, I'd be very surprised to see them wearing the Rangers jersey again. Yeah, I mean, the Cup's not cancelled yet. I think maybe people have their own fears, but that's not uh, not confirmed. Andy, what what does the future hold? I think Stephen Gerrard's saying he'll sit down with them after they come back from, from self-isolation. Will it be a sort of case by case? Because take Zungu's the obvious one, right? Zungu's kind of on on trial, if you like. He's on loan with with a view to buy. And if you are fifty fifty on him right now, maybe that would sway you to going. Well, well, no, you know, you've you've ruined it. You've ruined your chances. But but the rest are you know young players. Some of them on longer contracts. People in life often you know deserve a second chance for making mistakes. How do you see it playing out? Yeah, and I mean I know Nathan Partson obviously personally. And he's a great kid, great kid, very, very good attitude. He was always a win, uh, willing learner. He's someone that the manager took to as soon as he walked in the door. And that's the reason he's, he's been involved in the squad and, and training every day with the first team for the last year or two. But there's no doubt the manager's going to feel extremely let down. Will that make him even more let yeah, down def- if that makes Yeah, definitely. And, 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 I, and I do feel that players deserve second chances, but it's they've got to be learning for these type of mistakes. This is a sort of fourth, fifth, sixth case we've seen throughout Scotland over the year. We've seen... You know, we've seen how these actions play out and, and Nicker Sturgeon's already came out and saying, listen, there's only so many chances you're going to have and it's uh, what I will say, it's going to be a very, very long 10 days for these players because the, the, you know, the manager said that he'll speak to them once they come out of isolation and like I said, off the back of the, the actions that, that Rangers uh, had on uh, Jordan Jones and George Edmondson, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long 10 days for them to wait. So you don't necessarily think Jones and Edmondson is is a precedent that every other player will now follow. You, you don't think it automatically follows that they all leave the club in one way or another. 
I don't. I do feel as if, like you said, I think that Zungu's there's uh, Zungu. There's been a lot of split opinions of him. Yeah. He is more experienced than the other uh, the other boys. So, I'd like to think the manager will give them second chances. But like I said, I do think it's going to be a long road from them back to winning trust. Thanks, Sean. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic are a David Turnbull goal up against Aberdeen. Still goalless. St Mirren Hamilton. Couple of uh, half chances. Um, for St Mirren Dermis produced a good save from Ryan Fulton um, Connor McCarthy's effort hit the bar um, before it was cleared away so looking for an opener in that one we've got one at Celtic Park and we're going to take more of your calls next You are the voice of Scottish football call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday's here Mark Guidi as well Celtic 1 Aberdeen nil. David Turnbull's goal Long range strike from him Opening the scoring And it's still level Between St Mirren And Hamilton Ackies This game at Celtic Park Mark Guidi going Sort of as you would expect Yeah I mean As we say It's a cracking goal That, that separates the team From uh, the teams from David uh, Turnbull 14-15 minutes Gone that apart the uh, Scott Bain and the Celtic goal nothing to do Joe Lewis hasn't really had anything to do but Celtic certainly uh, enjoying the the majority of of possession and they'll be they'll be fairly happy with how things are with the uh, twenty eight minutes in the clock. Uh, lots and lots of response to this COVID situation at Rangers We're going to take more calls on Twitter Joyful says it's shocking These five have disrespected the fans club manager in a huge season It's not just guidance and protocol They've broken the law They deserve all that's coming their way from the club uh, Lindsay, a bit more calm about it He says I'm really disappointed But I do think people need to calm down A few young lads made a mistake Course they should be punished Zungu, back to France Young lads will regret it Banned until the end of the season to learn a lesson uh, Tony a bit stricter Disrespect to the manager Should see them all sold Jones took his medicine And it looks like The end of his Rangers career 01419511025 Let's bring in Richard Who's in Stevenson uh, As a Rangers fan Richard What's your Take on On this situation And, and perhaps What happens next Evening panel How are we all doing Not bad you Yeah not bad Not bad Um I think that every, a lot of the Rangers fans need to just kind of calm down a wee bit. Um, the club will make the right decision with regards to punishments that are dished out. The government and the police will deal with punishments that are dished out. But to have these fans that are saying, oh, never play for Rangers again, you've got prospects there. Right, let's just calm down a wee bit. It'll be dealt with and we can move forward. I do think that they've let the fans down. I do think that Given 55 is within touching distance, I think that really they should have had mature heads on. Um, I think that they've disrespected Stephen Gerrard as well. But to the fans out there who are who are going on and on about get them sold and get them out the door, just calm down a wee bit and uh, and uh, support the club, support the players. Let's all get through this. And, uh, hopefully we can just seal off 55 and move forward from there. Mark Guidi, what do you make of that approach? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the 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 boys, the five lads, have made a mistake, and there'll be nobody feeling um, worse than them at this moment as they face, you know, ten days behind closed doors, missing out a chance to be part of the first team. And um, I don't mean to make light of it, but how bad will those ten days be? Oh, mean, they, they, for they, very they, long they, for they, any for any profession having to face the, 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 the gaffer. But in that their, environment, their stomachs will be will be churning. They'll hardly get a wink of sleep because they know that they've that they've done wrong. That said, they've made a mistake, and as long as they show remorse. And as long as they realise the mistake that they've made, I'm sure they'll get one more chance. And I think they're entitled to one more, more chance. That said... Do you think they all will, though? Because like I said to Andy before the break, 
what, whether well, we, whether without, we without like it or not, all the circumstances. That's what I'm saying. Whether we like it or not, people just find themselves in different situations. Yeah. Zungu is essentially on a, a kind of trial period, so yeah. it's very easy to then say, you know, no thanks, we just won't take that up. Uh-huh. That's different to then saying, Nathan Patterson, you're binge, you'll never play again, even uh-huh. though you've just signed a what is it, Look, four or five year deal. As I say, we don't know all the circumstances, but I say, as long as the players show remorse that. Stephen Gerrard sits them down one by one and they look them in the eye and hold their hands up and say, look, we won't do it again. Gaffer then, fine, I'm sure they've been entitled to a second chance. If there's something more beyond just, you know, having been at a party or a get-together in, in uh, Glasgow, then uh, we'll wait and see. But if if it, the evidence that we have at the moment, if that's what it is, then uh, I'd, I'd like to think they'd be given a second chance. Um, they, uh, Richard, is that the way you you know are are all those players in different situations? I, I don't mean to, I don't want to sound like I'm picking on Bungani Zungu. Far from it. He just yeah. stands out as being the obvious one because he's not a permanent Rangers player. So, I wonder if each individual circumstance gets taken into account. Yeah, look, I think that he's he should have a more mature head on his shoulders. Um, he's certainly a player that should be leading by example. I think what what a lot of fans are, are getting worked up about is. These guys are role models, you know. Um, these guys are people who uh, a lot of of youngsters and and kids and that are looking up to. You know what I mean? But I do agree that they show remorse. They get another chance. They they were at gathering in Glasgow. They went in Dubai for pints. Do you know what I mean? Like let's let's just calm down a wee bit and like I said, get behind the team and and seal fifty five. Andy, the bit that will probably be really frustrating the Rangers fans and and leave them scratching their heads. What there's no not that not that you could you would want to make an excuse anyway, right? But we're now at a stage. Everyone in life, we've been doing this thing for nearly a year, so there's, there's no you know there's no doubt about what you can and can't do, especially right now because you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You literally can't do anything. They have sat in dressing rooms, in team meetings, whatever it may be, and watched what happened to Jones and Edmondson, yeah. and they'll have, they'll have seen the reaction. Is it not like unfathomable to to try and understand why they then thought, ah, oh, well, well, we'll just do that anyway? Yeah, that's the thing for me because if I'm in that dressing room and I see the action that Steven Gerrard and the club take place off the back of the the Jordan Jones and, and George Edmondson incident, it would scare the living daylights of me. That and and my lesson would be learnt then. I would learn, I I would learn a lesson for their mistakes and the fact that these five players have then and gone and and not only let the club down, the manager down, but themselves down, and uh, it's. Like I, I used to be scared I mean if I went a night out Three, four years ago When I wasn't supposed to We had trained the next day And the manager used to say to me I'll see you Monday And I'll talk to you Monday I used to be scared for two days Like Mark says Couldn't sleep, couldn't eat Just thinking about it Stomach churning These players have got a long, long Ten days to wait And, and uh, Stephen Gerrard He'll be extremely let down And uh, three of these players Were part of the, the Europa League squad Going into, going into tomorrow mm. and, uh, and I've no doubt whatsoever That in any short term plans With games coming up these three players would be in the plans, and like I says, I do feel as if it's going to be, it's going to be a long road for them to, to win back his trust. Definitely. Yeah, because Mark, we we need to be clear. This is bigger than football, far bigger. But it's a football show. You're bound to discuss the football implications for Patterson and Bassey. They are the only replacements for Tavernier and Barisic. Yeah. So whether it gets to a huge game against Antwerp and James Tavernier, who's always fit. Limps off after after ten minutes. That that, that would have been Nathan Patterson. The, the league is it going to be wrapped up in four games? You could have been looking at an extended run in the team. So from a football side of things, it's um that I'm sure that will frustrate Stephen Gerrard as well. 
It will, it will be frustrating um, for him. It's negativity that he doesn't want to deal with. It takes a bit of a, a shine off what's the, the, the good things that have been going on at Rangers this season. It takes focus away um, from the, the European game tomorrow night. Back in Europe, last 32. Knockout stages of the Europa League. And he's without three players who, as you said, would have had a role. Because you look at some of his teams, sometimes he would, he would dress Barisic and bring uh, Bassi in, you know, for a Sunday game or, you know, after a European game, whatever it may be. But those guys... You know, they've only got themselves to blame. They've made a mistake. And let like I say, as long as they show remorse, then I'm sure they'll be given um, a second chance. David and Pollock Shields, do you think they'll be given a second chance? I hope not. Um, and let me explain why. And in, in response to Richard, no disrespect, my friend. Uh, I'm perfectly calm. Um, but I'm also uh, absolutely gutted at what these guys have done. Uh, as has already been mentioned, they sat there, they had front row seats in the squad when, I, when Edmondson and Jones uh, get punished. Uh, so for me, it's beyond stupid. It's blatant. Uh, the fact that the police have had to turn up, and that's the whole reason why we found out about this, is enough evidence for me. These guys don't just come and start dishing it on the spot fines if people are actually innocent, you know? Uh, so no uh, As far as I'm concerned And the whole Footballer aspect About the potential Of Barty and Parson Which Who by the way I've been singing their praises All season I think it's been fantastic Anytime they've played For Rangers Zungu Fury's still out on him I believe All of that is irrelevant The overall Picture here uh, To even bring Football potential Into this argument For me Undermines The seriousness Of the offence What's they stop Nicola Sturgeon For bringing out The red card Against the whole Of Scottish football For this Nothing Yeah I mean Mark I've obviously Heard that That fear That this somehow Has Has more general Repercussions Is that the case though Or Does Scottish football As a As a You know An industry itself Have Going for it, the fact that this is not this is not a club breach, if you like, or this is not, um, you know, clubs that aren't being safe. This is individuals who've done something stupid and indefensible. Will will that could that reflect on you know politicians or whatever taking a, a broader decision against the game? Aye, well, you certainly couldn't rule it out. Um, that's for sure. Um, I, mean, I think David's basically saying that you know that, that just sack the five players, you know, just show them the door. Whether they get transfer fee for them or, or or not, or how good the, the potential, just sack them. I think that's maybe going a wee bit too far. That said, I understand where where David uh, is coming from. You know, I don't think that opinion's outrageous because of the the seriousness of the city situation. My own view is that I think as long as there's remorse, entitled to a second chance. The wider view for Rangers, the concern is that with it with, with the title in sight, that, that Nicola Sturgeon. Let's not forget she has the power to stop the game. She has the power to say boom, finish now. And it's up to SPFL how they sort it out. Do they give Rangers the title? Do they do they wait? Is it an indefinite um, stop to the game, or is it, is the season declared null and void? And then you'll get into all that area again. So yeah, that's what, what that'll be a concern for Stephen Gerrard as well. That he doesn't need uh, that kind of thing to take the shine away from how good uh, Rangers have been and how good they're doing. Without making this political, that's the last thing Clyde One Super Scoreboard needs. But uh, f- for instance, and maybe I'm being a bit simplistic with this. This comparison If the three of us decide That we'll finish the show tonight We're all going around to Andy Haldis He must have the biggest house out The three of us uh, We're going to sit and watch the football Couple of beers, pizza Whatever it may be That's stupid Indefensible Against the rules But no one will then say that 
radio needs to get its act together. Do you see what I mean? There must is there not some sort of separation between individuals and then Scottish football as an entirety having to take responsibility for it? Yeah, I do. I, I totally see uh, where you're coming from. It, it's individuals, but sometimes you know the, the game of football is you know looked upon as a, as a collective when, when it comes to the government. I mean, the thing as well for Rangers too that, that that's been a real blessing in disguise for them is that the the five players didn't go into training. Andy, is that right? Now imagine they've. Mm. Yeah. and get into training and started to mix with the staff now where would that have left? Similar to last time actually you know, the, the timing of it call it lucky yeah. call it whatever you want um, so, or it was nipped in the because let's be honest had, had they not been the police not been called I don't think the five are going to get into training it's just, by the way Gaffer we had a party that, uh, last night just to let you know so you know that, that's, that, that's been one blessing as that uh, they didn't go into uh, Auckland Howie and start mixing with everybody David I'm always reluctant to kind of compare like for likes I don't think you can because you're looking at different circumstances and uh, different situations within you know lockdown rules and whatever else at the time um, however no no one's been sacked for this stuff yet unfortunately we've had players who've who've stepped out of line and at your own club Jones and Edmondson yes most people think well they've, they've clearly damaged themselves but George Edmondson for instance He's only on loan Is there anything to say He won't come back And play again Jordan Jones Similar You know I, I, This notion that they could be sacked Where is that actually coming from? Well, I think at least With Edmondson and Jones You know I think they're They're actually probably Too far down the pecking order Even if they hadn't committed uh, These offences You know But uh, They're, they're going to have to I think You know Show like a, a, How should we say An improvement on the most epic scale to be able to break into the Rangers' first team at the moment, especially with Katic coming back. Well, when Katic does come back, actually, uh, I saw a picture of him. Somebody, I think uh, one of the, the ex-Rangers players went into Murray Park a couple of months back and got a picture of Katic. And he's clearly been working in the gym while and he's downtime because he looks like a tank. And when he comes back fully fit, he's going to be an absolute... I think a sensational centre half for Rangers. Um, so the, 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 for for me, Edmondson, no, I don't think he'll come back. Jones again, I just think there's too many in front of him. I can understand what people are saying about the likes of Parson and Bassey. As I say I've been uh, singing the praises all season as well. You know, especially uh, Bassey in particular. For me, I think he's been brilliant for Rangers and Parson as well. Yeah, there's no other direct replacements for Barisic or Tavernier uh, at the moment. And that, I can understand that view. And if I can, I'll move quickly on to my second point and then I'll finish up nice and quick. Uh, glad to see we're back in Europe again. It's good to see the football back. Uh, all for, obviously, Ruth and Morelos coming back in. I think brilliant. You know, we need the, the squad as strong as possible just now. But for me, I think the biggest thing back into the Rangers squad is in the midfield uh, with the return of Ryan Jack. Uh, and now uh, Scott Arfield coming back uh, because let's, let's be honest Scott Arfield's been running that uh, midfield engine all season right up to his injury Yeah, can't disagree and, and let's not forget the return of Alfredo Morelos uh, albeit I don't think he's at his I don't think he's had his best season but uh, I don't think there's any doubt that when he doesn't play Rangers are 
are, are significantly weaker. So, yeah, I fully agree. Ryan Jack and, and Scott Arfield are two, two huge boosts back into the Rangers team. And I think actually it's uh, European games as well. We've seen them uh, some of their best performances for Rangers. Aberdeen are giving it a goal. Uh, good ball flashed across the face a few moments ago. Then Flo Camberry tried his luck from distance and it came back off the base of the post. So searching for that equaliser, but Celtic do still lead thanks to David Turnbull's goal. Uh, still goalless between St Mirren and Hamilton. We'll give you half time reports and more of your calls next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We do have a half-time whistle in Paisley, so let's get the story of the first half between St Mirren and Hamilton. Here's Andrew McLean. St Mirren nil, Hamilton nil. The half-time score at the Smyser Stadium. No goals yet, but home side have hit the woodwork twice in Paisley so far. The Aki's only really had one half chance in the opening 45 minutes, and it happened really early. Marius Ogunpo with a tame effort from the edge of the box, and it was easily gathered by Jack Anik. St Mirren then settled into the game and started to threaten. Ilkay Dermis with a low shot across goal that was panned away by Ryan Fulton. Then around 20 two minutes in a St Mirren corner led to a scramble in the box it looked as if Conor McCarthy got the final touch as the ball spun up in the air bounced twice on the top of the bar before being cleared by Hamilton then it was Richard Tate's turn to hit the woodwork a shot on the turn came off the post as they went close again then before the break Tate was at it again forcing a good stop from Ryan Fulton this time the buddies looking more imposing so far the halftime score at the Smyser Stadium St Mirren nil, Hamilton nil. and it's also halftime between Celtic and Aberdeen here's Alison Conroy Half-time at Celtic Park. Celtic 1, Aberdeen 0. David Turnbull with the goal in the first half. Curling it in from 25 yards after collecting from Callum McGregor on the 15th minute. He then had a free kick over the bar before Aberdeen looking for their first goal since the 23rd of January. Started to threaten Dave. Dean Campbell's ball went right across the face of goal but there was no one there to tap it in. Florian Camberry then had a shot from distance crash off the post after Campbell's cross wasn't dealt with. Then just before half-time, Odson Edward with a shot but it was a great save by Joe Lewis to keep it just that one goal lead for Celtic. Half-time it is Celtic 1, Aberdeen 0. Uh, Andy Halliday still waiting for the opener between St Mirren and Hamilton but uh, Celtic have got it and it was a... Uh, if it is to be the winner, um, it will be a goal worthy of winning the game from David Turnbull. Yeah, most definitely. It was actually a really entertaining first half uh, for the first half and hour of the game. Celtic were without creating, you know, numerous chances. They were extremely comfortable, but uh, the first sort of real moment of quality in the opening thirty minutes uh, came that that tumble strike. But the last fifteen minutes, it really lit up. Aberdeen came into the game. Flo Camberry, you know, crashed a shot off the post from about twenty yards. You know. Watson Edward forced Joe Lewis into a great save and then last action of the first half tumble again 1-2 with Watson Edward and, and, and flashed a shot across goal, uh, across the post so it's been an entertaining first half Yeah I mean Aberdeen are still in it Mark clearly as that Canberra shot showed so Neil Lennon perhaps looked to come out quick in the, the second half and, and put a bit of daylight Ah, you, you, You'll always look to try and get that uh, second goal particularly as Aberdeen have looked good, you know, Canberra's shot, you know, a real sizzler, 25, 26 yards, hit the post, uh, they've had a shout for a, for a penalty kick, maybe a, a handball against um, Young Welsh in the 34th minute. Anything in that one for you? Uh, no, I think, it's, I, I think it's just a wee bit too too close in terms of, I think the, the ball's gone from two yards now. And his hands are kind of by his side, aren't they? Aye, I mean, it's not, it, it's, it strikes me that the referee has, has called it right, Alan Muir, I don't think it is a penalty, but I understand why Aberdeen are, are, are claiming um, for it. and then just a minute before half time Edwards had a, a kind of curling shot and it's brought out a good save from, from Joe Lewis so listen I think Derek 
McInnes will be happy all things considered with what's happened with Aberdeen five games without a goal he'll be happy with the threat that they've posed they've been fairly compact at the back but for Neil Lennon I think uh, even though his team's in the lead he'll just want that that goal just to give him that bit more breathing space In a word Andy because we're short on time anything in that penalty shoot? No Okay Right let's take a call from Billy who's a Rangers fan in Aloha What's on your mind tonight Billy? Hi good evening guys Are you well? Hiya I'm no bad good I'm no man. bad um, Obviously uh, I've, I've been looking um, quite closely into this uh, carry on that's obviously happened with the, with the five main players today that Stephen Gerrard's come out and, and come out and said and, and yeah I'm, I'm disappointed as a fan as a season ticket holder who's, who's paid his money uh, no being to a game all season I think they've badly let us down especially when we're so close to to, the, to what's coming our way I think also though um, some of the reaction um, from our fans as well on social media has been way over the top to say sack them uh, never wear a Rangers shirt again I get they're angry and I get we're that close to the title and stuff like that however I think what people need to realise as well is Everybody makes mistakes. They're only human. And at the end of the day, it should be judged on a case-by-case case basis. It shouldn't just be one rule for, for the ball. Let the club deal with it. They've been perfectly well at dealing with everything else this season. Let's see what comes out. But to say straight away, sack them, they should never play for the club in that again. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a wee bit sad at that because at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. Now can we all say hand in heart That we followed every rule During this lockdown to the letter Can we? You know what I mean? So I just think we need to be careful um, When we're labelling all the players the same What about the The, the sort of the, disip, the discipline side of things Billy Because Andy's told us many times in the show That Stephen Gerrard Runs a tight ship Jones and Edmondson decided to, to break that Now these five can Rangers do more? Can you do any more to get the message across? And I appreciate that's a difficult question to answer when you're not privy to the way things go. Does this reflect badly at all on on Rangers disciplinary standards, or does it show that ultimately you can only do so much and you, you can't stop individuals, you know, making their own minds up? Um, no, I don't think it reflects badly on Rangers. I think Rangers they handled themselves with nothing but credit in, in the way they handled the Jones situation. I mean, they were praised for that. They've taken their time. Okay, I was I've, I have been worried the last few days waiting on Rangers coming out. Wait, but Rangers have taken their time. They've done their due diligence, and the, and they've made a statement. Rangers will deal with these players. Okay, now obviously the the, the transfer window's closed, so these players we kind of get sure of them now. But I think if it was still open, I think they would be down the same route as Jones and Edmondson. They'd be gone at least for the season. But to say that, but I'd, I'm 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 not in the camp that there's no way back for these guys, because everybody deserves a second chance, and it should be on a case by case basis. I think some of them, like say Yazungu, who's here on loan, I, I don't think we'll see him again in the Rangers shirt, because he had it all to prove. But then you've got the likes of Calvin Bassey, you've got the likes of Young uh, Patterson, two outstanding prospects for our team, who in the future, now you've got to remember this as well. They, they'll have a they'll have a they're, they're an asset to our club as well So in the future They're going to be a saleable asset So we're running the business as well here So it's not just a case of Get rid of them And they'll never play for the club again I think it should be a case-by-case case basis 
send them. They, Gerard might decide to put them away in loan next season for the first half of the season and see how they, they kick on at a new club, phone that club up, see how their attitude is, how are they doing. If they show remorse, genuine remorse, there's a way back for them. That's yeah. my opinion. Mark, I think you, you generally agree. Can you see why why some people might struggle with parts of that, though? That, that notion of, oh, you know, they're saleable assets, so therefore we'll, we'll treat them a bit kinder than, than somebody who's not. Somebody who's 34 last year of their contract and isn't very good, you know, gets gets disciplined differently from, from someone who's a saleable asset. Well, or is, is that is that just an inevitability? I, I think you've got to... Kind of discipline them, all, you know. Similarly, you know, you've broken lockdown rules, you've broken the guidelines, but there's different ways you can break it as well, and there's different ways you can react to it, and there's different ways um, we we, we mm-hmm. can be punished. So it is right; it's got to be, you know, just what whatever happened to Edmondson and Jones doesn't make sense. It's got to happen to the same five because it'd be mm-hmm. slightly slightly different circumstances. So yeah, there's got to be uh, discipline. And then you've got to, to look at it But look, a lot of people now in the world that we live in As soon as somebody puts a foot wrong Yeah, you know, sack them, get rid of them, blah 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 Just let uh, everybody take a step back Let the internal investigation go Let the boys come out of isolation in 10 days time And see what it's about And you know, Stephen Gerrard has pretty much called everything right um, this season And whatever he decides to do And it will be his decision Whatever he decides to do in the next 10 days to two weeks Then I'd like to think The Rangers fans back it Andy Again Difficult for me Because I wasn't involved In the conversation But I think Stephen Gerrard's the type That would look at his own role In it and say Hold on a minute Did, did, did I do Did I not get the message Across the last time Why Why have they not Why have they not listened Or, or no. does there become a point Where you just Wash your hands Not wash your hands But realise that you, If people want to be daft they'll be daft no I think I, I think we're too long into it now to, uh, to have any sort of excuse for that I think everyone knows what's expected of them I think the club can only do so much for you you know when you're you're in and around the training ground uh, to advise you as best best as possible but when you leave the premises of the training ground it's up to you it's up to you to follow the, the protocols and listen I don't like using a, uh, age as an excuse but Nathan Parsons 19 Calvin Bassey I think 20 correct me if, I, uh, if I'm wrong uh, Stephen Gerrard's, you know, he's lauded them all season for their contribution when they've played, uh, even though it's been a bit part. I mean, that, how that's trained. old enough to know, though, isn't it? Especially having been in and around it. Yeah, no, definitely. But listen, like Mark says, I do believe it's enough to give them a yep. second chance. And you know, if there's been incidents in the past where, you know, I take back to uh, talking about Jordan Jones. Stephen Gerrard was clearly dis- displeased when uh, when he got sent off in the Old Forum game, and 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 after that tackle, he missed. I think it was the mm-hmm. next sort of four or five months of the season. So he had less goodwill in the tank to begin with. So maybe that was a sort of strike already against right, his okay. name. That, that, that's what I mean. And then obviously with Nathan Patterson and Calvin Bassey, I'm, I'm constantly commending them and how they train and you know their attitude and around the training ground. Although he'll certainly be disappointed, and I do believe Rangers and Stephen Gerrard will punish the uh, uh, the players, and I think they'll do it uh, right and accordingly. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. I'll be honest, I don't even care who wins. I don't care what the questions are like. I just hope I manage to throw a heads on the coin because it's, it's getting out of hand. It's getting majorly out of hand. It's tails every night. I need to try and do something differently. So let's see what we can come up with tonight. Your chance to beat the Pundit is next. You need to call before seven. I've not left you long tonight, my apologies. So be quick, 014195. One one zero two five. Beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are here We've got two big games tonight Celtic are one up against Aberdeen The second half has just started Aberdeen trying to get back into the game A free kick from Lewis Ferguson Headed wide by Flo Camberry And still goal with St Mirren Hamilton The hosts, as Andrew McLean told you Hit the post twice in the first half But no breakthrough Yet we've been keeping up to speed on the games Lots and lots of opinions coming in on the phones and on Twitter About these five Rangers players um, Caught at a gathering at the weekend Nathan Patterson, Bongani Zungu, Dapo Mabudi, Brian Kinnear And Calvin Bassey uh, What about with a, a football hat on Rangers fans? Um, what about tomorrow? Massive Europa League game Alfredo Morelos and Kamar Roof are back Do they both just go straight back into the starting 11? No questions Or is it is it one or, one or the other? Or... Give us your team Give us all your thoughts Ahead of Tomorrow And uh, let's do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It's the competition They're all talking about If it's not Andy Haldy's Unbeaten run It's the fact that I can't seem to make The coin land on heads Or it's Gordon DL Getting answers horrifically wrong There's a, there's a good buzz About beat the pundit At the moment And I must admit Mark Guidi I loved Gordon DL's Performance last night Right Because not only is he giving us great value on his wrong answers Even his right answers He was great last night and he, he, he did fine And uh, he was asked about which SPFL side had an elephant on their badge And he, he said Dumbarton And he knew, knew it straight away Which is a great shout um, In fact it was Roger Roger played But Gordon knew the answer anyway And we said to him How, how, how did you know that? That's a brilliant shout And his explanation was as good as anything we've heard He said, ah, he said um, in, in, in his style Well one time basically what it was was I looked at the Dumbarton badge and and I saw there was an elephant on it. That was it. That was his big explanation <laughs> as to how he knew. I thought there was going to be some brilliant story, but it's just that he one time looked at the, the Dumbarton badge and saw an elephant. So Andy Halliday still unbeaten. His mates are phoning in. They're trying to beat him. They're uploading the, the competition to YouTube and all the rest of it. Um, let's see what we've got tonight. David is in Bells Hill. How's it going, David? Yeah, God, how you doing? You're, you're not a friend or close associate of Andy Halliday's, no? Uh, no, not a friend, no. Right. Fan, but not a friend. Right, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Let's see what we've got tonight. Uh, like, when we go heads, it's Andy Halliday, tails, it's Mark Weedy. No, 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 just stick to where it is. Oh, they're putting pressure on me. Right, just okay. flip the thing up right, and get okay. a few spins. There they are. Yes, it's heads, brilliant. Mark Weedy <laughs> up against Got a night off. <laughs> Look at the relief in Andy Halliday's face. Right, let's give Mark Weedy something else to listen to. Um, get producer Chris to sort that out Right David Here's the drill 30 seconds You're up against Mark So just answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know Pass quickly And we'll move on To the next one Okay Yep go on Right top man 30 seconds And your time starts now Somerset Park Is the home of which SPFL team Yeah Which Scottish side Did James Madison Play on loan with Aberdeen Who's made the more Overall appearances For Rangers McGregor or Davis McGregor Black and which other colour make up St Mirren's away kit for this season? Pink. Other than Hibbs, name any Scottish club Jackson Irvine has played for. Celtic. Who scored a hat trick for PSG last night? Mbappe. Who was Celtic's most used goalkeeper last season? Bain. Okay, let's bring back Mark Guidi. I think for the second Can you hear us Mark Weedy Give us a thumb up I think for the second night in a row These would definitely fall into The, the doable category You go along with that Andy Halliday Yeah yeah. I yeah, think definitely. doable Right 30 seconds on the clock Mark Head to head with David And your time starts now Somerset Park is the home of which SPFL United. team Which Scottish side did James Madison play with on Aberdeen. loan Aberdeen Who's made more overall appearances for Rangers McGregor or Davis 
Hey, McGregor. Black and which other colour make up St Mirren's away kit this season? Red. Other than Hibs, name any Scottish club Jackson Irvin has played for. Uh, Ross County. Who scored a hat trick for PSG last night? Uh, Neymar. Who was Celtic's most used goalkeeper last season? Uh, Fraser Foster. Name either current Dundee player who's previously played for Dundee United. Uh, Paul McMillan. Okay, okay, we've got a goal by the way. St Mirren are one up on Hamilton Ackies. He threatened earlier on Ilkay Dermis with the breakthrough. Right, David, you've heard the competition. How do you think it went? I think the St Mirren question and the, uh, the Fraser Foster question has done me there. But, the, the, um, the St Mirren question's about to cause me a world of pain, I think. But let's. Uh, we're gonna need, you're asking the colourblind guy to judge this. This is never going to work. Let's go through it. Right, Somerset Park is the home of which SPFL team? Air United both got it. You both got James Madison, Aberdeen. He's. Done not too badly Since his time at Aberdeen uh, Who made more appearances McGregor or Davis It's McGregor So it's three all um, After three questions Black and which other colour Make up the St Mirren away kit This season Now whoever wrote these questions Has written Red Slash crimson Slash maroon Slash burgundy They don't have pink on there And I think it's definitely not pink Producer Chris Is that fair? I think we do have to Rule yeah. David out on that I think it is more of a red Like I say I'm oh, red green yeah. I'm red green colour blind I've just been told what colour it is um, So well, let, Yeah I don't think we can give it to David 4-3 at the moment to Mark You both got the Jackson Irvin question Celtic Kelly or Ross County David levelled up though Because Kylian Mbappe mm. Was the one I think you knew that Straight after mm. didn't you um, Fraser Forster David That was the most yep. used Celtic goalie that, I, I think I heard you Kicking yourself as well and then Mark crucially got one more question. Paul McMullen has played for both Dundee sides. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for Mark. Even if I give you the pink St. Mirren strip, nah, it wasn't be. enough and he's still pitchy. Hard lines, it was a great effort though. Well done. Thanks, mate. Cheers, well done, David. Good man. That was David in Bells Hill. There we go. Yep, doable tonight, weren't they? That was good. I was they were nice and sharp, but yeah, I was disappointed with the Mbappe one, but I would put those questions in the the kind of Fairly easy category Yeah I think it was the same last night I must Both admit. contestants done well though Yeah a good game A good game well played <laughs> Good game Good game is that Bruce Forsyth Good game Good game uh, Right Rangers fans What about with the football in mind I know lots of people are reacting to The, the, the Covid side of things But what about On the pitch tomorrow Morelos is available Roof is available Do they both walk straight back Into the starting 11 Is it is it one of them If so which one And how do you feel generally About Europe again Because it's it's been a while Let's be honest It's had to take a bit of a back seat And in that time You've stretched ahead in the league So Does that make you even More keen to do well in Europe Because you think that, that The league might be done and dusted I don't know You tell us How you feel 01419511025 Here's what Stephen Gerrard um, Had to say on that topic He believes that Um Morelos and Roof coming back The Colombian owes it to his teammates To come back in and make an impact Listen, we're fine. We'll, we'll cover. We'll manage. Uh, it's not ideal, that's for sure. But uh, what we have got is we've got players who are with us at the moment. Who we've got no ego, and they will, if needed, sacrifice themselves to do a job for the team and the group. We, we'll manage. We'll cope, and then um, we'll go from there. We've managed really well throughout um, situations where we've had injuries or suspensions. Um, but what I will say is the squad's really healthy at the moment in terms of. Um, you know, the, the players that have played a lot. And, um, you know, I know Alfredo's uh, really chomping at the bit to get back and um, hopefully he can make up for the time that he's lost. I think he owes it to his teammates to um, come back a good place and try and finish the, the, 
the season in the best place he can. Kamara's slightly different because he's still got to serve a one-game ban at the weekend. But again, I'm delighted that he's available for both legs. He's on a yellow card, so he needs to be careful if we decide to go with him from the start or he comes off off the bench. There's always so much said about Alfredo Morelos, Andy, and the the discussions that surround any disciplinary issues he had rumble on and on, but he's back. And Steven Gerrard is, is saying that in, in in a way owes it to his teammates to come back in and make a performance. Was that the way you... Did you ever feel that when, when you were in the, the dressing room and he had been out for a period? Well, there was a few times he was out for a, a lot of periods. I'm actually surprised that's it's took him that long to, to, get, to get a red card against his name. So, uh, no, listen, I think Steven Gerrard's remarks is just maybe... To, to just light a little bit of a fire underneath Alfredo's belly. I think, you know, when he's got that fire within him going into a game, although sometimes it can be dangerous, but sometimes that's when you get the best out of him. So uh, some of his best performances have came in Europe. I mean, he's, he's run last year like, with 14 goals. There's nothing short of remarkable. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he comes back into the team. Uh, whether Kamal Roof joins him or not, I'm, I'm not too sure. I think that uh, I think they might end up playing Joe Aribo uh, in, in the front three, just at being a wee bit... Uh, away from home and just try to be a little bit more organised out of possession but looking forward to Europa League football being back and uh, it'll be a good game tomorrow night Is three games out is that still into the, the rest category rather than rusty? Is that No I, I think they'll be they'll be more than ready if they're called upon to play whether it's 90 minutes 60 minutes a, a 30 minute cameo I think they'll be ready mm. uh, Let's bring in David who's a Rangers fan from Govan How do you feel about this European run starting up again, David. It's been a while. We used to spend all our midweeks talking about it. It's had to take a back seat. How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow? Uh, first of all, thanks for having us on. No I've been looking forward to it coming back. Um, it's good. It just feels like game after game after game. But the European games, it brings something different. But a spice. It's it's really good. I enjoy watching Rangers in, in Europe the way Gerard's got it set up. Does the I said it a minute or two ago David The fact that the league is now Done in some people's eyes Or nearly done Has that has that changed your opinion on Europe at all? Because I'd imagine if I asked you this a couple of months ago You would say well the league is the absolute priority Europe's just a bonus But now that the league's nearly done I wonder if that's If that's changed your feelings towards Europe at all no, I think the league's always your bread and butter But um We've been starved of European football for so long that I love watching Rangers in Europe. The best going to games, one of the best games I've been at was Rangers and V Parma at Ibrox. When it's the first time they played them, so they kind of nights. I know fans kind of get in, but they kind of nights are, are brilliant. Uh, so I think European football should just be as important. Yeah, do you see what I mean by that, Mark Guidi? Because Earlier on Put it this way Had Rangers and Celtic Been neck and neck Right now I'd imagine A lot of Rangers fans Would have said Well obviously We want to win tomorrow I'm not doubting that But it's almost like Well if we didn't And the worst comes to the worst Fine because we've got Bigger fish to fry And we need to yeah. focus on that But but now they're so comfortable In the league I wonder yeah. if it allows you To just raise your expectations A little bit Yeah I agree with you 100% on that I think it does You know If it was neck and neck In the title race Then I'm sure There'll be Rangers fans On here tonight And even Stephen Gerrard Sitting in the hotel tonight, thinking, you know, what do I do? You know, like, like, like for example, Morelos. I'm not going to risk him in Europe. I need him. I need him for the league and different things. So yeah, there, there would have been, a, I think, a totally different um, outlook. That said, still putting a, a strong team out, but there's no doubt the league um, would have been the, the priority, um, and rightly so. And, and and just on Alfredo Morelos, I think it's interesting comments from from Stephen Gerrard. He picks his moment 
went to, to to light a fire under one of his players and went just to remind him that he has let him and his teammates down. And he's right about Alfredo Morelos. I think it's five games suspended in the past 10 weeks, 12 weeks. It's not acceptable. And for people to say that, ah, but if he, if he's not got that, it takes that edge away from his game. For me, that that's the biggest cop-out ever. He can still have that edge in his game. He can still be a top player. He is a top player. But he's absolutely no good to anybody sitting in the stand. And he needs to behave himself between now and the end of the season so that he can enjoy the success that's coming Rangers' way and he doesn't become more of a liability. He gets talked about for what he can do as a player and plays part between now and the end of the season to get in the league over the line. Yeah, I wonder, does that underline, Andy, the fact that you know Stephen Gerrard's feelings on on that topic will, will be different from what what we see? Anytime something happens with Morelos, there's a big argument about, and Rangers fans will feel that he's he's hard done by or he's treated differently, and that there's no consistency. And whilst that may well be true, or it may not, I certainly can't be bothered arguing about that again tonight, because we've done it every night for the last three weeks. For Steven Gerrard He just needs him on the pitch And he's his manager And he can't overlook the fact That at times He does deserve those bans And therefore It's up to Steven Gerrard To try and Make sure that They happen less often Yeah of course Because you know, Ultimately it'll be The most disappointing fact for him Is he's losing Arguably Rangers best player For for three games And and like I said I think he's even more important In, in these European games Because I think In these European games it's, it's a very very difficult role To, to lead the line on your own And I've seen a number of at times in Alfredo Morelos' short Rangers career where he's just bullied centre halves. He's just spun the channels and and uh, you know, and when you play these European teams, the game's obviously a little less physical mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes they, they certainly don't like playing a, uh, against somebody like like Alfredo Morelos. So he'll certainly be welcome back. Uh, I think he's been missed for the, the two or three games he's been away. And uh, I don't think he's there's any doubt that he's he's in the team tomorrow and, and hopefully there's another talking point where he's 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 grabbing a goal. Yeah, certainly wouldn't be a surprise based on previous European games. David, Andy Halliday says Morelos will come straight back into the starting eleven. He's not so sure about Kamal Roof. What's your take on that area of the pitch tomorrow? I think I think Morelos is he's very he's very important in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he holds up and brings others into play, I think he's very important. Um, his strength and stuff like that. I know sometimes. Especially this season He's maybe not scored as many As some of the Rangers fans would like But The way he occupies Two centre-halves Sometimes a full-back three I think we kind of need them there uh, Definitely Definitely mm-hmm. in Europe Especially away as well Yeah And maybe this is a loaded question Andy Because ultimately Playing Porto or Benfica Or whoever Should be harder than Than playing Motherwell, Hamilton, Aki, St Mirren But is, is it safe to say Alfredo Morelos And Rangers in general have, have their best performances over the last two years came in Europe yeah I think it has I think especially with the style of play that, that Steven Gerrard and his staff occupy uh, you know Rangers can be very devastating in the counter attack I don't think they get many opportunities to do that uh, in domestic football because of, of course because they've got the majority of the possession so uh, they've got the foundations there where they're very solid at the back and you know if they can they can, they can nick the ball off a, a teams in interesting areas they're that's when the, you know your your players like Ryan Kent really come alive and, and the likes of Alfredo Morelos and I I, th- I think Europa League football is actually going to help Rangers domestically as well because I think for a number of weeks now I think Rangers have been comfortable but not really getting out second or third gear and uh, they've not really been punishing a few games until the till of course the Hamilton game uh, I think the Kilmarnock game at the weekend I, I think it's another example albeit they they weren't great they didn't really have to get out of second gear because Kilmarnock never really looked at scoring so I do think that. 
with Europa League football back, we'll, we'll start to see Rangers back at their best again. Is that what Ryan Kent's needing, Andy? Because he's he was fantastic the first eight, nine, ten weeks of the season. He's tailed off. Does he need that to kind of kickstart his season again? Because I think he's been a wee bit flat in games recently. Yeah, definitely, Martin. I, I th- you remember again? It was a uh, Dutch team was um, Willem Twee. Willem yeah. Twee. Willem Twee was superb. Well, William, William Twee. William Twee. Yeah. Referred to on this show. <laughs> yeah, Willem yeah, Willem uh, Twee. The Galatasaray game. I remember the it was the Standard Age game at home. Some of his best performances this year have been at home, and I, I touched on it a lot at the start of the season. I've seen a. You know, a slightly different side to Ryan Kent's game where he's running in behind a lot more. He's making a lot more unselfish runs, but you know, in domestic football, it's he's probably finding that space a little bit more restricted. So, hopefully, we see him get back to his best tomorrow. He's been a bit quieter uh, lately, but if he finds the form that he did at the start of the season, he'll be a big player for for Rangers Europa League. Uh, sorry, David, time got away from me there. We'll have to leave it and take a breather. I've got a good full time teaser for the guys coming up next. And. Um... Yeah, I think a lot of you are going to have success with this If you need a pen and paper, get one And I'll give you the question It's still 1-0 Celtic and 1-0 St Mirren as well I'll give you an update on those games after these Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got an equaliser in Paisley And it's Bruce Anderson What a signing he's been on loan from Aberdeen uh, caused Motherwell all sorts of trouble at the weekend Scoring in that one An impressive performance against Rangers The game previously And he scored again St Mirren won Aki's won Aki's are giving it a right good go at the moment Mark It's what they do We shouldn't be surprised As we, as we said A great incentive for them to, to win the game uh, Gordon to, to leapfrog Kilmarnock Put Kilmarnock to 11th place And, and, and Hamilton go to uh, to 10th Keep their unbeaten run going Four points from the last uh, two games So terrific But Looking at it, Gordon, 20 minutes to go. I think we'll get a one and go. Think so? Yeah. I don't know for which side, but we'll uh, get right, a one. Okay, fair enough. That's like Hugh Keevan's prediction, that one. <laughs> um, we do have championship football as well. I thought the video printer was broken because Inverness, I had forgotten that they ever play games because they're postponed every week, but they're on tonight. Inverness, nil. Queen of the South, nil. Um, that's a bit of a journey to make from Dumfries to Inverness. Andy Haldy, you're going up there next Friday night with Hearts. Um, I just I can't help but wonder how Willie Gibson's playing for Queen of the South. That's all I'm. I'm oh, interested in. I'll be as well. I know you've had a lot of good <laughs> feedback from your, your uh, friendly conversation with them on Friday night. But goalless in that one. Uh, we're oh, we were about to speak to Murray, I think, but someone's disappeared on the line. I'm sure Chris will try and get him back. Here's your teaser tonight. Uh, for the second night in a row, I think it's the pony who sent the question, and he always sends them in batches, and then I just work my way through them. So since 2015. Eight players who have played in Scotland's top flight Have won the Supporters Player of the Year For an English Premier League club Alright So eight players who've played in the Scottish top flight at some point Have won their Supporters Player of the Year For an English Premier League club All since 2015 Since 2015 right? Yes okay. Any that jump out? Uh, Steve Davis? Nope Arne McGregor? Nope Fraser Foster Nope Good start guys Must admit So they've won The award since 2015 Yeah for a team In the English Premier League Or Premier League Yes Scott Scott Arfield No I mean I feel like there's a A couple of glaring ones I imagine they're, They're all well known obviously But there's one that I mean Guys who've played up here And then gone on to do great things Down south Who's the kind of obvious Andy Robertson you're getting there But not him John McGinn Nope 
This is bad, isn't it? See if Andy Robertson takes a wee look to his right, who does Team he usually Taylor? find? Oh, oh. oh to his right. Lee, um, uh, Liam Cooper. Oh, for Liverpool, for goodness sake. Oh, Van Dyke. Oh, Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, is this Wilson and DL swap places with you two, right? Virgil Van Dyke, he was Liverpool's supporters player of the year in 2019. So you get the gist now. Eight players have played in Scotland's top flight at some point. Um, in their career And have won The supporters player of the year For an English Premier League club Virgil van Dijk Now that you've got one Has that sparked anything? Madison maybe? Uh, last year? Nah that's a decent shout But not him Mark? Um, Stephen Fletcher No oh, Shane Duffy? Yes Would you believe? I know he's been getting A bit of stick this season But he was Brighton's player of the year 2019 MacArthur? No, McCarthy. no, just you forget it for a minute, right? Uh, that's a good start though. Duffy and Van Dyke, they're not all centre backs, but that's where we'll we'll start. Uh, it's not often that we look at the the game south of the border. We much prefer our own product, but I must admit, I couldn't let, I could not let this slide. Darren Drysdale, what are we saying about referee Darren Drysdale? He faces a three game ban, a referee um, for essentially squaring up, going head to head with Ipswich Ipswich midfielder Alan Judge. Out of order Or do we need to see more of that madness in our game? Uh, well I, I thought it was quite funny To, to, to see but, but you know It's also serious He's been charged by the, the FA down the road It's totally wrong For the referee to lose His composure Like that But we see players doing it Week in Week out And um, you know we, we don't call for the book to be to be thrown um, At them So yeah Very unusual And uh, I, I think he will get some kind of uh, Ban for it Andy, I just feel torn, right? Because obviously it's out of order, but at the same I time, could on him. Like, you, I know that's the there's him. a bit of you that thinks ah, that. It takes, it probably took enough stick for you on the game and, and just thought, oh, I'm not taking this anymore. I, I, I found it funny, I'll tell you that, no, but in all seriousness, uh, it could have led to something a little bit more serious. So. I know, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. It's the so escalation. I, I, I'm not surprised there's a, there's a ban in there. There is a huge difference, though, between the level of aggression that players are allowed to show. Towards a referee and, and vice versa So I don't know Must be frustrating at times Bit of a Mark Guidi lookalike as well I reckon uh, Drysdale Maybe it's just the, uh, the he's hairdo He's not, not quite as handsome as uh, me well, I don't know about that <laughs> um, But I, I, you know what It was it was quite something Who's the angry? Who's the angriest ref up here Who's the most likely to, to I don't think I think they're all quite polite Are they not? Yeah I, I have to be honest and, and, and I like the referees I'll try and stick up for them as often As I can But I couldn't Imagine any of them now when Bobby Madden's got his beard you might say Bobby might look the most menacing light, yes but you know he's, he's mild mannered he's good company uh, Bobby Willie Collum Alan Muir Stephen <laughs> Willie Collum Ma- Willie Collum is McLean. not <laughs> Willie Collum's not going to put his head towards any no. player anytime soon is uh, he John John Beaton um, but Willie does get very I animated surprise you, I surprise he does Kevin get very Clancy. animated yeah I, d- look, what I tell you if I had to pick one if I had to pick one because I've, I've mentioned it to him because I think his man management on the pitch uh, you know needs, needs to be improved but I've not seen him for a while uh, Andrew Dallas <laughs> you think he's the most likely I, I don't think he would but if you to force me to pick one up here just because he, he can be that wee bit confrontational on the pitch I think he has to manage that um, better which I've, I've told him I think he, he acknowledges that too because I think he has a good ref um, but I don't think he would do it in fact I know he, he wouldn't but if you to force me to pick one out all of our rest he'd maybe, he'd maybe be the one wonder if we'll get a, a charge bringing the game into disrepute for even having this discussion um, there's a new compliance officer as well honestly talk about 
Talk about no win jobs Is there any job in the world And I'll open this out Beyond football Is there any job in the world As no win As Scottish football's Compliance officer I can't think of many No No I, won- I wondered if they would get I don't know if there's some Sort of rule against this But if they would get to the stage Which wouldn't name Just don't name the person What's the point Aye. Honestly And, and let, let me tell you See if you've spent the afternoon Googling the new compliance officer And trying to find out Where he used to work And who he hangs about with And what team he supported as a boy And whatever else Get a grip You're wasting your time Come on But that, that's the level of it I, see, I think he, he studied and passed The, the New York bar exam um, I saw that. As well I, th- yeah. I think he might need to live in New York At some stages <laughs> over the next year or two Probably Knowing the way that the things go But on a serious note We wish him the best of luck And if he does come up with a decision At any particular club Whether it's at boardroom level Managerial level Or supporter level Just remember The guy's a human being and, and, and give him a break There's no agendas Just you know Because we're serious We're looking at what's happening Particularly down south now with social media and death threats and all different things. I know we have a laugh and a joke about it, but it can be a serious situation and just be mindful of that mm. the guy is a human being. Yeah, Andrew Phillips is your man. So if you're going to phone up here and blame Claire White, it probably wasn't her fault in the first place anyway, but there's a new name that you need to just randomly throw out there. Um, and it's Andrew Phillips As Mark Guidi says It's all there They've announced it today With the CV He's qualified to study uh, To practice law in New York uh, Of all places But instead He would rather um, Deal with the madness here So there we go um, we, We'd certainly do Wish him well um, Anything else doing in the games Andy We're keeping an eye at the moment On Celtic Aberdeen 75 gone Still that one goal in it Yeah I thought Aberdeen Started the second half bright But Game sort of petered away A little bit And both teams just sort of just keeping possession of the ball, not not much in in terms of clear cut chances, and looks as if it could be that unwanted club record coming ahead that Aberdeen certainly don't want. Yeah, Camberry shot off the post in the first half. Mark maybe about as close as they've they've come, but you know, fifteen minutes to go. Can Derek McInnes afford to be a bit more cavalier and and, and go for it? Given that they are lacking goals so yeah, much, why yeah, not? I mean, if you lose two or three yeah. from this point, yep, yeah, six seven minutes to go. I think you know you'll see a wee uh, change um, from Derek because. They've held their own. It's probably, but you know, having not seen all Aberdeen's games, but certainly watched the the, the highlights and sports scene. It's probably looked as if it's this has maybe been their best performance in the past five games. So it, it will be encouraged. That said, at the moment, it's another defeat. It's another game um, without a goal. So it's it's not good enough. But I think lots to be encouraged about. But I wouldn't rule out Aberdeen getting an equal. Like I said, they have played well. They haven't been battered by Celtic. So that, you know, it's still very open. Uh, there have been changes in the game It's just been so tough To keep you up to speed When, when everything else Has been going on with the calls Conor McLennan Replaced Johnny Hayes For Aberdeen So they have made one change Celtic have made a couple Ismaila Soro Most recently He went off to be replaced By Scott Brown The captain And a bit further back Tom Rogic on For Albion A Yeti In fact a raft of changes Now for Aberdeen Just right on cue Callum Hendry And Niall McGinn Coming on Matty Kennedy and Fraser Hornby going off So um, we'll keep you up to speed on the closing stages in that one Let's bring in Thomas who is a Rangers fan on the line uh, Thomas, Europe tomorrow Kamal Roof and Alfredo Morelos are available Do they both come straight back into the team? Is it just one of them? None of them? You decide I think I would like to see both of them play um, I would like to see Roof play instead of Kent And I would play Morelos um, through the middle as per usual um, and just try and try and chase that goal that he would be so vital to us How much do you think Thomas the the victories the success against Standard Liège will 
allow a level of confidence to to be you know d- displayed amongst that Rangers team. I don't know if Stephen Gerrard would reference it or not, but Rangers beat them two 0 and three two, so home and away wins. Uh, Antwerp are seven points above standard, but they drew at the weekend. You know, would suggest there's not a huge gap in in quality. Is that is that the kind of blueprint for this type of opposition? Well, you mentioned it there, Gordon. Uh, Stevie Gerrard's talk. I don't think Stevie Gerrard will um, will reference the standard wage um, performance, and I don't think he'll reference where Antwerp are in the league just now because it's how both teams play in the night and. I think Stevie is turning out to be quite a shrewd manager and I think he will treat the opponent with the respect that they deserve. They're in the last 32, so regardless of, of what... I mean, remember a couple of years ago, um, we were doing pretty well in Europe but struggling in the league. Um, so I don't think that will have any bearing on Antwerp's performance over the, the two legs. I think Stevie won't be fooled. He'll treat them with the respect they deserve. Um, and treat it as that cliche One game at a time And this is the only game that matters Yeah we had Thomas Buffel on the phone last night Mark Guidi giving us a bit of the, the insight into to Antwerp And mm-hmm. he referenced that fact that those sides Liège and Antwerp drew at the weekend So I suppose on one hand you would say that look, Let's be honest that draw could have been worse mm-hmm. They are not anything to strike major fear into Rangers But clearly at this stage of European competition They'll be at a level that if you're not at it, then they could knock you out. Simple as that, yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with that. You know, Antwerp are uh, are no mugs. Um, that's for sure. To get to the knockout stages of the competition shows that you've got something more than holding their own in their own league. They've got a, a legendary manager in Frankie Verkouteren. What a player he was in uh, East Day. I think getting back to to Rangers, you know. There's clearly something uh, about Kimar Roof and Belgian opposition. You think of the goal that, that he scored. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kimar Roof uh, starting tomorrow night because um, I just think he's got so much to offer. He knows the Belgian league. He knows the players. He, he feels at home um, over there. And uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he is uh, if he emerges as Rangers hero tomorrow night. Looking at their route to get here, Andy, they they had Tottenham in their group, of course, uh, Royal Antwerp, um, and again the comparisons to Liège are, are obvious for us because we've had good look at them in in the last couple of um, last few months or, or the start of the the campaign. What sort of level do you, do you think they're at? Will it be just similar to the Liège challenge? Thomas Buffel said they play slightly differently. They're more of a how would you describe it? The way he described it was that they will try and. Everyone go forward at once, and everyone go back at once, sort of thing, rather than you know getting yeah. every you know kind of being not too open with the sounds of it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they're in the last day, so they're certainly going to be no mugs. Uh, I think Rangers will will treat them treat them with utmost respect, but I, without knowing too much about Antwerp, I think Rangers. I mean, they have, did beat Spurs. They, yeah. beat, they beat Spurs in Belgium, so that should show you. Granted, you know that wasn't. I think uh, Son came on at half time. Kane came on on the hour mark. Um, I feel like Rangers though have beat better teams in the competition over the last two or three years so I don't think they're certainly going to feel oh I'm sorry I stopped there but if that went in what a finish that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do feel as if Rangers have beat uh, better teams in the competition you know standardly aged were no mugs either I think they were six years uh, unbeaten at home in the competition and, and Rangers dealt with them relatively comfortably so uh, I feel like fancy Rangers to get a result uh, I think they'll try and keep it as as tight at the back as long as possible and, and try and sneak that away goal but going into the, the game I'm pretty confident mm. that Rangers can take something from the game Yeah, very cheeky effort from Ryan Christie he kind of chipped up for himself on the turn tried to then just cushion a lob over Joe Lewis it landed on the roof of the net so still one in it to Celtic um, Thomas did you have any thoughts on 
the COVID situation or is it all about the football for you? No, I'm afraid it's, it's all about the football club and Rangers have a high profile and I want the best message uh, reflecting on Rangers and because that, I can't remember if it was Mark or Andy said that you know they deserve a second chance, etc. The thing is, I said it the other night, the president was set with Jones and Edmondson. They were right in the transfer window, so they were put out right away. The message was sent down there by Stevie. And to me, I am, and I'm not hysterical, like your, one of your previous callers says, I'm very calm. I would prefer that they were just shunted out of the club. Um, once we get a, an appropriate bid for them, because it's all about the, it's all about the image of Rangers, and it's not a good image. And the, the thing about the second chance, what then happens is, so they get a second chance. What happens the next? Hopefully, it never happens. But what happens the next time someone breaks a protocol? Do they get a second chance? And so basically, everybody's got a free hit. The the message was sent out to Jones and Edmonds, and that should have been warning enough for everybody at Rangers Football Club. And if you're not fit enough to not only wear the, the, the strip, but the blazer, Bill Struth was a, a big stick, a strickler for that, then uh, you should buy the club. And I was asked as well, what if it was Ruth or Morellis? Then the same would hold for them. I would say the same thing, regardless of who it is. On a vintage way, with you, I can remember Jim Baxter was no bigger than the club. So um, if he's no bigger than the club, then Ruth and Morellis, if they breached it, they should be out. And the same goes for these boys. All right, Thomas, thank you very much. That was Thomas in Barhead on the line. Uh, Callum Henry's just gone into the book for a heavy one on Christopher Iyer. What about this teaser? Since 2015, eight players, they've played in Scotland at some point and they've won the Supporters Player of the Year for an English Premier League club. Shane Duffy and Virgil van Dijk. Murray Leckie's got a couple of them. He's got some wrong as well. Milo's thrown in three names, all wrong. Uh, I've got six written down Dear Whether they're right, right or not Give me a couple uh, Pookie No, no. And, uh, You just thought of him Because he just popped up On the screen Absolutely But he was He was about 212 213 Ah good point John Fleck um, No No Jermaine Defoe Yes Jermaine Defoe Sunderland He got it in 2016 and 17 See to be honest Mark I'm looking at the dates And I wonder if this is just the it's not exactly clear But I think it, the Since 2015 That's probably the Yeah as in fact I said it I said they've just played In Scotland at some point uh-huh. And they've won the, the player No no of, You said since 2015 no, no, no. Eight players have played In Scottish top flight No they've no, Yeah no. but they've played In the top flight at some point But it's since 2015 That they've won the award Ah yeah. right So ah. it's not It's not Pookie But it could be However right, okay, I get, I get However you. I'll give right. you a wee clue He was pipped to the post On Kenny this award McLean. Kenny McLean No so it's the, you're the right club Oh Russell Martin No No it's, it's recently Aye, It was a couple no. of seasons ago Oh Cruel Yes Tim, Tim Cruel, Cruel. Yeah. Okay so we've got We're halfway there Four down. One more guess Go on then Ryan Fraser Yes Ryan Fraser well for done. Bournemouth Okay Three to go We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard That means the games are drawing to a close So we'll get a full-time report as soon as the whistle goes From Celtic Aberdeen and St Mirren Hamilton Still lots to play for Might we get late drama? Will we get an equaliser at Celtic Park? Will we get a winner 
in Paisley Stay right there And we'll let you know In the coming minutes What we do have as well As a teaser That Mark Guidi And Andy Halliday Have to try and round off Since 2015 Eight players Who've played in the Scottish top flight At some point in their career Have won the Supporters Player of the Year For an English Premier League club You're doing Okay Jermaine Defoe Ryan Fraser Shane Duffy Virgil van Dijk And Tim Cruel. Um, did you get any during the break? Any thinking time? Casper uh, Schmeichel. Yes, what a shout that is. Casper Schmeichel played Another for Falkirk and um, Leicester, of course. Twenty seventeen, he won that award, I believe. Mark, uh, any from you? Nico Krankia. No, that's not a bad shout that. But no, uh, Robert Snodgrass. Nope. Brian got your Casper Schmeichel one as well. So well done to Brian. What about Felix Senderos? Mm, no. Joey Barton. No, a couple of people said Joey Barton. It was a championship. Ah, so it was. Someone I'll throw one in Tom then. Grant went for Joey Barton. Uh, is it a Hearts, ex-Hearts player? No, they are both ex-Celtic players, the ones uh, that are remaining, right? I was going to say Glenn Whelan on both that one. Um, Grant has thrown, Grant McElhane's thrown in like Greg Doherty, Stuart Armstrong, Fraser Foster, none of them I'm afraid. Grant, Gordon Stewart's gone, Charlie Adam. So if you're playing along at home as well, I will tell you, same clue to the guys, both ex-Celtic So Stephen Tennant Yelovich is not one uh, Right let's go Paisley full time Or Dembele No Paisley full time Andrew McLean Yeah so Mirren won Hamilton won the full time score At the Smyser Stadium I think the hosts will be Kicking themselves At the result After passing up Plenty of decent chances In that first half They hit the woodwork twice Conor McCarthy With an effort That spun off the bar And Richard Tate Hitting the woodwork as well His came off the post They did get the lead Early in the second half Ilkay Dumas With a low drive From the edge of the box 53 minutes in Fulton got a touch on it but it still ended up in the bottom corner they couldn't build on that though and Hamilton made them pay for it 68 minutes in Bruce Anderson with a shot from the edge of the box it took a deflection and that deceived Jack Anik and ended up in the back of the net they nearly took the lead as well Hamilton after that a great chance for Roggenpohl one on one with the goalkeeper but he did hit it straight at Jack Anik so the buddies move into the top 6 despite just a draw Hamilton now level on points with Kilmarnock who are in 10th the full time score in Paisley a St Mirren 1 Hamilton 1 so a share of the spoils in Paisley As Andrew says It does move St Mirren into the top six They're level on points With Dundee United They have a superior goal difference And they do have a game in hand So they're still um, Looking pretty good for a, a tilt at the top six But maybe kicking themselves Looking for the three points Hamilton Aki is now level on points With Kilmarnock Both on 24 um, But again the Aki's Have a game in hand Over uh, Kilmarnock So Mark that's that's one of those ones that you probably know at the end of the season whether that's a good point or not tonight mm-hmm. St Mirren because they seem to have the most of it and they were at home and they're going top six they'll be frustrated it's, it's not mm-hmm. it's not a standout result that you think does one team or the other a great favour obviously no I mean I think St Mirren would, will be the, probably the more without having seen the game but you know certainly St Mirren would look to get a, a win a home victory but it shows what Hamilton are about they're really getting it together at the ideal time and I think if you'd offered uh, Brian Rice A point away from home It puts more pressure um, On Kilmarnock Then I'm sure he would take it It takes him a point further um, Away from Ross County as well So all in all I think Brian Rice Will be will be really satisfied And they should have the spoils What do you make of it? Yeah I mean I've got to agree I think St Mirren being at home Will probably Probably have liked a, uh, Three points and, and put a bit of a cushion In that top six spot But 
I think the bigger picture, like you said, coming the end of the season, it might be a big mm. point for both teams. Well, we've got an opener in the Championship, and it's that man, arguably the greatest name in Scottish football at the moment, Inverness Nil, Queen of the South won Norty Norty, <laughs> scored <laughs> on 63 Norty. minutes. I think we discussed it at the time. I'm not sure we can do any better than that in Scottish Norty football Norty. at the moment. Nah, that's, that's, that's right up there. That is. Did he play against you on he Friday did. night? Yep. yep, decent player. I think he came through at Chelsea, so... Uh, technically, technically very capable and it's, it's a big goal for, for Queen of the South and, and Inverness's first game for about two years Willie Gibson's capable <laughs> honestly see, if, he, see if, he'd, if he'd got you in that tunnel we wouldn't have seen you the night that's why I, I'll say his is the best name right have we got full time at Celtic Park yet I don't think we do no, in the still closing get, stages still got just over a minute to go mm. I, I, I think I've got one of the ex-Celtic players in the quiz go on then the, Kyle Nope Oh never mind I, I'll, uh, I'll try a left field one Doris De Vries No That would have probably Championship He did a lot of good Aidan McGeady Didn't he No Was it ex-Newcastle Key yes. yes Ah great shout Well, well done. done Key Sung Young I was just trying to I, I, I thought he played for Newcastle I was trying to Newcastle Swansea In mm-hmm. my mind It was a Swansea That he got the award with Right mm-hmm. surely Are we getting full time yet Celtic part No And Celtic with some Definitely defending to do Because there was um, There was a, a corner kick thrown in A free kick as well Joe Lewis taking a free kick Well inside Celtic's half And then he oh, rolls it short <laughs> Which is just inexplicable And, and, and then that I do not understand what just happened. That's Joe crazy. Lewis has just came seventy yards to take a free kick and ended up giving it two yards to someone. <gasps> um, Scott Bain holds on, and that might just be the end. It is full time. Celtic Park. Alison Conroy. Full time at Celtic Park. Celtic one, Aberdeen nil. David Turnbull's fifteen minute goal. The difference between the sides. He curled in the opener from twenty five yards after collecting from Callum McGregor. Aberdeen without a goal since the twenty third of January, but then had the best of chances. Dean Campbell's ball went right across the face of goal, but there was no one there to tap it in. Then Florian Camberry's shot crashed off the post after Campbell's cross wasn't dealt with. Then before half time, Odson Edward did have a shot saved by Joe Lewis. Into the second half and Camberry headed wide from Lewis Ferguson's free kick before Fraser Hornby's shot was straight at Scott Bain. At the other end, Mohamed Ilanousi shot over the bar and Patrick Klamala had his shot saved then into injury time. Aberdeen pushed and pushed for an equaliser. Joe Lewis came up for the final corner. He stayed up and then in the fourth minute of injury time... Lewis Ferguson's header was saved on the line by Scott Bain as Celtic hold on for that narrow victory. David Turnbull with the only goal of the game, full-time Celtic 1, Aberdeen 0. Obviously not a classic, um, Mark Guidi, but it's another win for Celtic, it's another clean sheet, it's another blank for Aberdeen. Yeah, for Celtic it's that's, uh, five league wins um, in a row, which I think is maybe the first time They've achieved that this season um, in the league. It, it cuts the gap, albeit the league's over, but it cuts the gap to to, to 15 points. Um, so, look, yeah, Celtic were getting plenty of criticism when they weren't winning. So they're due praise uh, when they are, albeit it's too late in terms of the league. And it was a great goal from uh, David Tumble. Let's give him uh, credit. You know, He's a young man and he's really taken to playing for Celtic and the pressures and the, and the demands really any stride 25, 26 yards out Joe Lewis no chance great finish credit to Aberdeen it's that record six games without a goal they didn't want that but I th- <clears throat> excuse me I think Derek McInnes should take plenty positives away from that tonight and on that performance there is no doubt that Aberdeen can still finish in third place yeah it's the only real 
standout moment is the goal obviously Andy so it's another night where David Turnbull will take the headlines for the Aberdeen fans it will be interesting to see how they react because under normal circumstances a 1-0 defeat at Celtic Park when you've hit the post is no big yeah. deal that's that's respectable when it comes on the end of, of a run when everyone's frustrated and you haven't get vote of confidence from Dave Cormack your pal and so on then it maybe takes on a slightly different feeling for them yeah I mean off the back of this performance I don't think they'd be too disappointed but I think over the piece of six games uh, you know too many drop points not scoring a goal like like we said a, an unwanted club record and I said it was a, an entertaining first half but the second half certainly wasn't a classic and you, so you've much. got to say out with that that Canberra shot that, that canned off the post Aberdeen never created too much chances and but but they did restrict uh, Celtic to very few and you've got to say it's a, it's a goal worthy of winning any game Yeah I mean Christopher Ayer was giving it the full fist pump screaming into the air with delight at full time Mark whether that says that Celtic had a bit of defending to do or he's just in a particularly good mood tonight or I, I don't know but he, um, he he was he was up for that it was almost like the end of a of a massive must win game yeah I mean it's a clean sheet he's a defender so he's happy to clean sheet he's happy with the three points and like I said you know Celtic have got 10 games to go or that was their 10th one they've got 9 league games to go their priority has got to be to now go and get um, 27 and, and make it 14 wins in a row now Listen, that's a, a, a huge ask I know that I don't think they'll do it but that said that, and certainly in the two games against Rangers they've got to show that they've got something about them because Neil Lennon's job's still on the line too Right one more on the teaser then eight players have played in the Scottish top flight at some point in their career and since 2015 have won a supporters player of the year award for an English Premier League club Key Sung Young Jermaine Defoe Casper Schmeichel Ryan Fraser Shane Duffy Virgil van Dijk Tim Krul one more What Victor Wanyama No nope. That's a good show That's a good show isn't it Uh, Joe Ledley No Again good shout But no Adam Matthews This will seal it for you He's not an outfield player He's a manager (laughs) (laughs) Masseuse Oh Craig Gordon No Before him at Celtic So we're going back a bit I mean an iconic Celtic keeper Much loved by the Celtic fans Oh Arthur Boric Arthur oh, Boric Bournemouth play of the year 2017 for the supporters Right thank you Mark Guidi And Andy Halliday Celtic 1 Aberdeen 0 St Mirren 1 Hamilton 1 We'll look back On all of those Tomorrow And Antwerp v Rangers In the Europa League So you don't want to miss that Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Will be here And in the meantime uh, An Ed Sheeran Birthday special To kick off Callum Gallagher's show So he's up next